the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. Welcome to our continuation of Series 19. This one looking at the players of the 2023 Asian Cup due to be played in January 2024. This episode is looking at the players of Iran. Here we go. Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. I'm Kevin and this is Series 19 on the players of the 2023 Asian Cup to be played in 2024. And this episode covers Iran's players. And uh, we are doing this media cast in two parts. Part one is a look at the candidates for the squad and their likelihood of making it. We think we went into too much detail in previous player media casts we've done. So we're aiming for a lighter, kind of more narrative uh, friendly, listener friendly kind of version this time. Uh, part two will come out when the squad lists are released and the final squad is selected. We think that will be in late December or perhaps early January. Uh, at that time, we'll go back over the list that we create today and see who made it and who didn't. And we'll also cover uh, some other things, but I'll talk about that more at the end of the uh, media cast part one here. Um, we have also made a separate video on what we'll be covering over the next nine months. So YouTube watchers can see the link to that and on the screen. And it can also be found in the show notes for both watchers and listeners. In short, we're focused on the Asian and African Cups, uh, with both of these taking place in early 2024. And we've also started coverage on 2026 World Cup qualifying. Uh, this is our second time covering uh, Iran, and uh, the first time uh, I was also wearing a Mexico shirt because uh, uh, I can't, uh, I don't have an Iran shirt and uh, my collection is still quite poor, but it is growing and uh, at least I'm trying to get the colors right, uh, but I hope I'm not offending our Iranian fans uh, by wearing the wrong <laughs> country's jersey. Um, Okay, so uh, in this episode, uh, there are three sections. Section one, we will uh, give some information, general information on the team and discuss a little bit. Section two is the main part where we look at the uh, candidates in each position, uh, just focusing on the main candidates here. So uh, we'll maybe mention the names of the uh, kind of the outside possibilities. Uh, but won't go into detail on them. And in section three, we'll give any closing thoughts and we will preview what's to come in part two in a bit more detail. Okay, let's move on to section one then, uh, general information about the squad. So we'll start with a couple of observations here. And um, uh, I guess the, the main one is uh, there's a new manager. So uh, it's actually been quite a story uh since the uh well even since before the world cup so uh carlos queros was their manager before the world cup and in fact uh, was their manager for the 2019 asian cup so it, it looks on the surface like he's been their consistent manager but in fact he was replaced after the 2019 asian cup with uh, mark wilmotes and uh, also with um uh, dragon Sko uh, skosich 
and uh, things didn't work out there. So just before the World Cup, about three months before the World Cup, uh, they called Carlos Queiroz back in and he managed them uh, through the World Cup. In, in what we'll see here uh, was kind of a, a fairly unsettled uh, squad. Um, Carlos Queiroz was dismissed after the uh, World Cup and in came uh, the new manager, uh, Amir uh, Galanoye. And he also had managed uh, Iran before uh, in the past. We'll, do, we'll take a closer look at that when we cover his bio. Um, but as opposed to Carlos Queiroz, uh, he has kind of uh, kept things the same. Queiroz made quite a few changes in the few months before the World Cup. Uh, but it seems like uh, um, it seems like Galen Oye uh, has uh, specifically tried to keep things uh, settled and uh, more the same. So um, the note here is that they're more uh, a more settled team. When we did our podcast for Iran before the World Cup, it was really chaotic uh, uh, trying to figure out who was going to be on the squad or who the starters were going to be. And to make matters worse, a lot of the starters changed uh, after game one, where they lost heavily to England. So um, I, I think Galanoye's um, uh, goal was to kind of uh, try to keep things settled. So even after he arrived, we see that there's not a notable difference in the lineups or in the players he's selecting. Okay, and uh, yeah, that kind of uh, plays into our third point. Uh, there are a few changes to the squad despite that uh, manager change. So uh, quite a few uh, players changed uh, leading up to the World Cup, but not so many changes since then. Uh, okay, well, we look at retirement. And, and as I said, there are a few changes to the squad. Uh, there are really uh, none of note. In fact, I wouldn't even say that. I would just say none. Um, not only since the World Cup in, in December 2022, but since the Asian Cup in 2019. And in fact, uh, unlike a lot of teams in this 2023 Asian Cup, where we see big changes since the last tournament four years ago, Iran looks uh, remarkably similar to the 2019 Asian Cup squad. Uh, however, with that uh, comes the fact that many of the players are in their 30s. They haven't brought a lot of youth in, and uh, we can expect a big overhaul over the next few years. But I suppose that's a matter uh, for future podcasts. And uh, as far as this one goes, they look a very steady squad. Let's take a look at uh, the clubs that the players play for. And uh, uh, we begin with the main domestic clubs, where about two-thirds of the players play in Iran. And uh, they have some uh, 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 very good clubs who do well in the Asian uh, Champions League. Uh, the three biggest ones where most players are coming from are Esteglal, uh, Persepolis, and uh, Sepahan. Uh, pretty dominant clubs there in Iran. In terms of uh, players playing outside of the country, as I mentioned, about a third of the players do. And uh, only a few are in nearby countries uh, in the um, uh, Middle East. So a couple of players uh, in the UAE and one or two, I think it's just one in Qatar. And then uh, a couple of players in Russia and in Turkey. Um, but they do have some... Uh, 
big names, um, players playing with uh, pretty big name clubs, uh, most notably uh, Porto in Portugal, Roma in Italy, uh, Brentford in England, and then two players with AEK Athens in Greece. All right, so uh, a very experienced squad uh, here. I actually will will say what I think right now, which is I think they have a good chance of winning this cup with a very mature squad um, and experienced players. Okay, well, when we uh, look at the players, we're going to look at their participation over the last two years, and that is our main guide to uh, whether we think they will make the squad or not, or their likelihood of making the squad. And so we're going to look at those uh, uh, games over the last two years just briefly here. We're not really focused on the scores uh, so much, um, but um, uh, we, we will focus on the lineups and... Uh, and the uh, squad that was brought to these games. So uh, we begin in 2022, and they start with uh, four uh, World Cup qualifiers. And uh, that was in January to March uh, of 2022. And uh, it was uh, Iraq, UAE, South Korea, and Lebanon. Uh, next, they had uh, a couple of friendlies in June of that year, June 2022. Actually, not a couple, just one, and it was against Algeria. And uh, they had games in September. Uh, so now we have, um, I'll just put a note here, uh, the new manager coming in before these games in September. Uh, prior to that, it was uh, manager Dragan Skocic, uh, who was manager from 2020 to 2022. So before those two September friendlies, uh, Carlos Queros came in, and they had games against Uruguay and Senegal in the lead-up to the World Cup. And they also had one game in November, uh, oddly against Nicaragua. And then, of course, the uh, following games were the World Cup finals themselves. That was in December 2022, and they didn't pass the group stage, so only had three games there, and that was against England, Wales, and USA. After the World Cup, uh, uh, manager Carlos Queiroz was let go, and the first games they had after that were friendlies in March, two games in March 2023 against Russia and Kenya, and that was uh, under the new manager, uh, whoops, under the uh, new manager, um, uh, Amir Galanoye. In June, they had a tournament. Uh, uh, their local group had its uh, first, uh, first cup. Uh, and so in their local group, the Central Asian Football Association, or CAPA, uh, they had three games there in June. And it's a small cup. And they were against Afghanistan, Kyrgyzstan, and then in the final, Uzbekistan. And finally, uh, since then, they have had three friendlies, uh, sorry, uh, two friendly games in September against Bulgaria and Angola, and two friendly games in October against uh, Jordan and Qatar. So um, 
Uh, we'll just take a look at the formations uh, in those games. So um, it's actually fairly consistent there. Uh, in 2022, under manager uh, Skokic, uh, it was quite consistently a 4-1-4-1. I'll just put this on the screen. Uh, a 4-1 formation, a 4-1-4-1 formation, or a 4-3-3 formation. So uh, four at the back, and we're going to see... Uh, uh, it kind of continues anywhere from one to three forwards. Um, and then, of course, Carlos uh, Queiroz came in uh, uh, in September, shortly before the cup. And at first, at least in terms of formations, uh, he didn't make any changes. He uh, uh, played his two September friendlies in those two formations we talked about, 4 one 4 one and a 4-3-3, and in November against Nicaragua, also a 4-3-3. So it uh, makes me scratch my head a little bit that uh, when he got to the World Cup, he suddenly started making big changes to the formation. So against England, it was a 5-4-1. And I got to say, uh, uh, one thing I, I would not do is uh, suddenly change uh, to a completely new formation at the start of the World Cup. Uh, but there he did it, a 5-4-1 against England, and I'm not sure if that was part of the reason they lost so heavily. They lost 6-2 to England. Uh, in the second game, he made a lot of changes to the squad and went back to the 4-3-3 formation, which would have been more familiar to the players. And then uh, against USA, again, a brand new formation, a 4 4 one one So uh, to me, I'm a little critical of the uh, sudden and big changes in formation uh, brought to the World Cup. And perhaps the uh, Iran FA was too, because they got rid of him. Iran was really hoping and realistically expecting, not, not I should say, realistically hoping uh, to pass from that group stage. It's definitely within their means to do so. And so it was a disappointing result. Uh, so in comes new manager Galanoye. And although he didn't experiment with the squad that much, he certainly did at first with formations. So a couple of wacky formations here, a 4-4-1-1 against Russia. That was actually what they had used against USA in the final game of the World Cup, and a 4-2-4 formation. I'll let you uh, sit and absorb that in your mental image against Kenya, 4-2-4. So no forwards really uh, in that formation. Uh, okay, and then we get to the CAFA Cup, and again, a new formation, uh, but it was the same in all three games, a 4-2-2-2. So that's a variation on a 4-4-2, just with two lines of midfielders. And um, we're going to see that seems to be uh, their default formation going forward, a 4-4-2. But it was a 4-2-2-2 in the three games of the uh, Cup. The first friendly against Bulgaria was a bit of an odd 4-3-1-2 formation. But against Angola, it was that 4-4-2 formation. And then in October... Uh, the 4-4-2 formation again, and the 4-3-3 formation, which uh, players would have been familiar with under the previous two managers. So uh, we can kind of summarize the recent formations as uh, uh, a 4-4-2, uh, or that could be a 4-2-2-2, 
or else uh, a 4-3-3, I'm tempted to say, even though the new manager has used it just once, it seems to be a, f a familiar formation for the squad. So if we look at the pattern there, uh, um, it's always four at the back, uh, except for that one game against England. And uh, it's usually uh, two or three up front, although sometimes just the, uh, the single forward. Okay, uh, let's move on to their upcoming games. And they have um, World Cup qualifiers starting in 2026. This is actually round two of the World Cup qualifiers. Round one was a preliminary round. Uh, and we actually did a series of podcasts for those uh, kind of weaker teams in the region. And uh, um, they, those took place in October. So the winners of that preliminary round uh, moved on to this, the kind of the group stage of World Cup. And in fact, one of the winners is at the first team that they play. Uh, Hong Kong won their preliminary round quite easily over Bhutan. And uh, Iran plays them at home in their first game. So uh, a, pretty, uh, a pretty nice fixture to start with. And then the second one is uh, away in Uzbekistan. And interestingly, too, they just played away in Uzbekistan in the CAFA Nations Cup, which was hosted by Uzbekistan. And uh, they uh, won that game. So they won the first uh, tournament of that CAFA region. Uh, won that game, won nothing. So just a single goal there. So a bit of a tougher game uh, away in Uzbekistan. That is November 15th, playing Hong Kong at home, and November 20th, playing Uzbekistan at home. So um, we would probably expect to see their best lineup here, uh, especially against Uzbekistan, and uh, maybe a glimpse uh, or, or a bit more information on who we would see in the starting line lineup uh, in the Asian Cup. All right, let's move on to section two. And uh, we begin with the uh, players uh, of around here. Uh, look at the, so what we're doing here is they look at the candidates and their likelihood of making it, ranging from definite, uh, likely, and possible. And then uh, possible but unlikely and seems to be off the squad. Uh, we won't be adding a lot of names to those, just, just ones who, uh, you know, could be on the squad there. Okay, and uh, we've talked a bit about the manager, so this is kind of a review, but Carlos Queiroz, the outgoing manager, uh, has actually moved on to become the manager of uh, Qatar now, and he uh, has had a tournament since uh, the World Cup, actually, uh, guiding Qatar through the 2023 Gold Cup. So Qatar joined the uh, North Central, uh, North and Central uh, American countries for um, the Gold Cup and Caribbean countries. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, so he's gone, um, and in so uh, yeah, we won't give a bio on uh, Carlos Queiroz here because he's the outgoing manager. So I'll just uh, kind of uh, change his color to red there, and in comes uh, Amir. Uh, Galanoye. So we will do a bit of a bio on him because um, uh, he's the manager since uh, February of, uh, no, February or March of 2023. 
Okay, uh, Amir Galanoye was uh, a player. He played professionally in Iran from 1981 to 1997 and earned 20 international caps, but he was never selected uh, for a tournament. However, he has been through a tournament as a manager. He was the manager of Iran from... Um, uh, 2006 to 2007, and guided them through the um, uh, guided them through the 20, 2007 Asian Cup. Uh, otherwise, he's actually uh, been with uh, some of the biggest clubs in Iran. Uh, Tractor, which used to be known as Tractor Sazi, one of my favorite club names, I must say. And he's coached some of the big teams we mentioned too, Estaglal and, and uh, uh, Sepahan there. Uh, but as far as international management goes, it's just been uh, those, two, uh, those two stints as Iran manager. So uh, there we go. Uh, let's move on to goalkeepers and uh, we'll begin by naming the candidates here. So I'll just point out, as I have in other podcasts, that if their name is in black letters, as it is with Ali Razor Baron Band here, uh, that means they have been through a tournament before. Um, and if their uh, name is in uh, gray, that means they have not been through a tournament. Okay, so the definite candidate, Ali Reza Berenvand, is first on the list, and we have another definite in uh, Payam Niazmand. And then we have several possible candidates. The first is Hus uh, uh, Hussein Husseini, and the second one is Hossein uh, Porhamad, uh, Porhamadi, Porhamidi. Then there's Mohammed Reza Akbari. And finally, uh, we will put him on the list, uh, the possible but unlikely candidate, Amir Abadzadeh. And I'll let you know soon why we're adding him to the list. So let's go back and take a look at these uh, candidates. Um, Ali Reza Berenvand. Uh, has actually uh, only started 12 of the, the 21 games over the past two years. He was on the bench uh, for five games and then out with two separate injuries for two and not selected for two matches. So he's almost certainly the starting keeper, uh, but other, other keepers kind of have been uh, getting a run out uh, uh, during the last two years. So he was the starting keeper um, in the 2018 World Cup and all the tournaments since, the 2019 Asian Cup and the 2022 World Cup, although he did get injured 20 minutes into that uh, first game against England and was replaced for the second game. We'll talk about uh, who replaced him. He plays for Persepolis in Iran, but has played abroad. He was with uh, Royal Antwerp in Belgium and Boa Vista in Portugal, and then he returned back to uh, Persepolis. Um, in 2022. Uh, he was also on the squad for the uh, 2015 Asian Cup, which was the backup keeper there. So uh, Ali Reza uh, Burnvand, um is the starting keeper, although he has been subbed out in the first 20 minutes three times, uh, including that one against England. So uh, that's kind of an interesting stat about him. Uh, also a definite candidate, but uh, uh, the backup keeper is Payam Niazmand. 
So he seems to have taken over the second keeper spot, and we'll talk about that when we summarize the position. Um, he, ha he was on the bench for the 2019 Asian Cup and the 2022 World Cup, but he was probably the third string keeper uh, in both of those. Uh, over the past two years, he started four of their 21 games, uh, subbed in for two and on the bench for 12. Uh, that's why we consider him uh, a definite candidate. The only three matches he missed were at the beginning of this two-year period. So uh, Payam Niazman, uh, a definite candidate uh, to reach the cup, though we're not claiming he's going to be the starter. In fact, he probably won't be. Okay, the first of our possible candidate is Hossein uh, Hosseini. He's been with the team since 2018 and has 10 caps. And as far as tournaments go, uh, he, he was on the preliminary rosters for the 2018 World Cup and 2019 Asian Cup, but uh, uh, didn't make the squad. But he did for the 2022 World Cup. And in fact, he was the backup keeper. So he was the one who replaced uh, Berenvand when he got injured in game one. He was off the team for five games prior to the uh, October games here, uh, but he did return to the bench for the last two games. So again, in the uh, in the summary of this section, we'll kind of see that he's dropped off uh, out of the second uh, second string keeper position. Okay, look, uh, um, sorry, Hossein Hamidi is the next possible candidate. And uh, he just has one cap for the national team since 2023. He got his first appearance on the bench um, uh, and started. Uh, didn't start any of the nine games since his first appearance. But he was subbed in for one and on the bench for five. However, he was not selected for three matches, including the last two. So it seemed like he was uh, kind of replacing Hossein Husseini there. And uh, we're not sure which one uh, is looking the more likely uh, here. So he looked promising from his first one in March 2023, uh, but then uh, not so much for the last few games. Uh, okay, and the third possible candidate is Mohammed Reza Akbari. So uh, he has one cap for the national team since 2016, uh, poor fellow. Um, and he um, uh, started none of their games over the past two years, but he was on the bench for four of them and not selected for 17 others. However, he was called up as recently as the September matches so uh, perhaps it's being considered, and because of that, we put him at the possible level, though he seems a bit less likely than uh, Hosseini or uh, poor ha Hamidi. And we are going to mention um, the uh, possible but unlikely player, uh, Amir Abed Zeda, uh, and he... Um, uh, started four of their 21 games early in this two-year period uh, leading up to now. He was subbed in for one and on the bench for six, but not selected for 10, including the last nine matches, which is why we have him as possible, uh, but unlikely. Um, but we're going to see he actually played a much bigger role uh, earlier in 2022. And he does play for Maritimo in Portugal, which is a reasonably uh, big squad, and actually has been playing there in Spain or Portugal since 2016. And uh, in other places, uh, kind of all over the world, in USA, but with the, with the Tottenham Youth Club uh, in England. 
Uh, okay, so let's do a summary of this section. And um, it is Ali Reza Berenvand about 75% uh, of the time uh, or uh, of recent games, I would say, from the World Cup onwards, uh, playing as the starter. Uh, Hosseini replaced him, as we saw, when he got injured in the World Cup. But recently, it is Niazmand replacing him now, um, taking over the second-string uh, keeper spot. Uh, Abed Zeda, our possible but unlikely candidate, had been the backup at the start of 2022. But under uh, Carlos Quiroz, uh, Hosseini became the backup keeper. And as I said, more recently, Niazmand. Uh, the backup. So uh, we are not sure which of the possible candidates they they'll bring three to the cup. Actually, I think they brought four to the uh, World Cup. So they may bring two of these players, but we're not sure uh, which ones. Hossein Husseini, Hossein Poor Hamidi, and uh, a bit less likely Mohammed Reza Akbari. But Amir Abed Zadeh seems to be uh, off the squad now. Okay, let's move on to central defenders. And uh, we'll begin just by naming the candidates. So Hossein Kanani um, is a definite candidate. And uh, uh, Shoja uh, Khalilzadeh is a likely candidate. Shoja Khalilzadeh. And also likely Omid Nurafkan. Omid Nurafkan. And, uh, well, we have a likely candidate in Morteza uh, Poralaganji, uh, but a bit more information on him to come. And then we have a few possible candidates, Majid Hosseini, uh, Araf Agassi, and uh, Amin Hazbavi, and uh, Mohammed uh, Daneshkar, four possible candidates there. And uh, we actually have three um, three candidates who I'll name, uh, but they're possible but unlikely. So I'm just going to name them here, and then if they appear on the final squad, we'll come back and introduce them a bit more. Uh, Armin uh, Sorabian is possible but unlikely. Mohammed Hossein Moradmand um, and Milad Zakipur. Uh, three players who are possible but unlikely. We even have two who uh, seem to be off the squad, but we won't even name them. Let's go back and take a closer look then at these more uh, at these more main candidates, beginning with Hossein Kanani. So he's been with the team since 2015 and has 42 caps and four goals. And he was um, not part of the 2018 Asian Cup, but on the bench for the 2019 Asian Cup and also a bench player in the 2022 World Cup. But he seems to have since become a starter. He started 12 of their 21 games over the past two years. He was subbed in for two and on the bench for four. So just three matches that he was not selected for. Um, and so still not... Uh, not a, uh, secured his position as a starter. In fact, he wasn't selected for the two September games, uh, but he does definitely seem to be always called up, whether as a starter or as a substitute. So uh, starting about half the games, a little more than half. Okay, next we have Shola, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Shoja Khalilzadeh, 
and he's been with the team since 2009, so he's quite uh, old at 34 years old. Here he has 30 caps and two goals, and um, he was actually off the team uh, for a period of seven and a half years uh, prior to the World Cup there, but he did make the World Cup squad uh, um, uh, he was a substitute on the bench. He didn't uh, get onto the field. Uh, over the past two years, though, he has started eight matches, including the last four of the 21 games from, uh, well, over the past two years, uh, subbing in for one and on the bench for four, uh, and then injured for two and not selected for six. So we consider Shoja Kalizade a likely candidate, and uh, he's been in and out a bit. Uh, over the past two years, but he did start the last four games and in fact uh, sometimes even starts as a right back uh, rather than as a central defender, which is his main designation. The other uh, likely candidate is Omid Nurafkan. So Omid Nurafkan has been on the team since 2018 with 19 caps. Uh, however, he has not made a tournament uh, yet. Uh, selected for a couple of preliminary squads in there, but not making a tournament. Uh, over the past, past two years, though, he's gotten a bit more uh, uh, involvement, and that is nine of their 21 games that he started over the past two years, subbed in for two and on the bench for one. However, he was injured for the last four matches, and we don't have much information on what kind of an injury that is, whether it looks long-term or short-term. So we have to wait till part two, of the uh, uh, of this media cast to investigate that, uh, he was also not selected for five matches. So uh, again, Omid Nurafkan uh, on and off as a starting player, and um, oh, I do have a note actually that he's due back from injury uh, in December of this year. So it looks like it's not going to be a problem. However, it is going to be a problem for our next candidate. Uh, Morteza Poralganji. Uh, so he caused us a lot of confusion uh, as to whether he would uh, make it to the World Cup because he was injured for a long period before and uh, off the squad. So it didn't look like he was, uh, uh, it, it looked like he was off the squad. I, I kind of think that for a, a while we didn't know that it was an injury and we thought he was just off the squad and nevertheless he was selected for the world cup squad uh, and a starter as he had been for the 2015 and 19 asian cups and the world cup in 2018 so a player that struggles with injury kind of in between tournaments because he always seems to make it there uh, however it looks like he won't uh, make his way through this time so he had returned after a 15-month absence again that uh, seems to have been due to injury uh yes a, nor a torn knee ligament prior to the world cup but he returned in september 2022 and was named to the world cup however um uh, in October, just recently, he suffered a cruciate ligament injury that, uh, and the note on it says that he is out until May 2024. So it looks like Morteza Pural Ganji is not going to be a candidate uh, here. And in fact, I'm going to put him in the injured uh, section because it does seem to be a long-term injury. And we'll deal with the shorter-term injuries in the next uh, uh 
in part two of this podcast in, in late December or early January. Okay, let's look at our possible candidates and keeping in mind that they'll probably bring, uh, usually teams bring around five or even six central defenders. So some of these guys do have a decent chance, especially uh, with Coral Ganji, Coral Ganji out. Uh, one of those will have to replace him. It could be Majid Hosseini, who has been on the team since two, 2018 with 25 caps. And he made uh, all of the three recent tournaments, the 2018 and 2022 World Cups and the 2019 Asian Cup. In fact, in 2022, uh, he started all three games, finally uh, becoming a starter. Um, in the tournament. So uh, over the past two years, he started 10 of their 21 games uh, and he subbed in for one, was on the bench for one. But he was out with three separate injuries, smaller injuries, uh, for six games and not selected for three others. And one of those injuries is uh, um, a toe injury, which I think he recovered from because that was in September. Uh, he just wasn't selected in October. Uh, so we don't know if that's due to uh, injury uh, or whether he was just not selected. Actually, the the, uh, the source says he, he just wasn't selected. But sometimes after an injury, uh, players are not selected. So Majid Hosseini uh, plays for Kayserispor in Turkey, uh, by the way, and was with Trabzonspor in Turkey uh, before that from 2018. Uh, so we consider him a, a possible candidate, but uh, we'll have to see if injury uh, plays a role in his selection. Uh, next, uh, we have uh, our second possible candidate, Araf Agassi. So uh, he's been on the team, well, really since 2021. He got his first cap in 2022, but uh, got his first appearance on the bench in March of 2021. But he only has one cap uh, since that time, and uh, otherwise was subbed in for one and on the bench for four over the past two years. Uh, and not selected for 16 matches. So um, really, he's uh, close to being a possible but unlikely candidate. Uh, poor uh, poor Alaganji's injury, though, uh, may improve his chances or the chances of one of the two other players here. Uh, the next one is Amin Hasbavi, and he is brand new to the squad in October, got his first appearance there on the bench in October. That was just a, a few weeks ago because we're doing this at the uh, end of October. And uh, he didn't start any of those two games, but he was on the bench for both. Or uh, also new in September, our fourth, our fourth possible candidate, Mohamed uh, Daneshkar, and he uh, he actually did get a cap in September 2023 and started one of their remaining four games there. Uh, he was subbed in for one and on the bench for two others. So actually, uh, it's Mohamed Daneshkar among the three of them who seems um, uh, the most uh, the most um, possible. Uh, okay, and then uh, as we said, we have uh, three candidates. So Armin. Uh, three candidates at the possible but unlikely level. So Armin uh, Sorabian was not selected for the last seven. Uh, Mohamed Hossein Moradmand was uh, new in September, but not selected for the October games. And then uh, Milad Zakipur just got a quick look in and out in March 2023, uh, kind of brought into the team then, but not appearing since. So none of those seem uh, really viable. 
uh, options. Okay, so let's uh, finish Central Defenders with a, a, a little narrative on the position. So really, it's been a mix of candidates. We can't really say uh, anyone who looks like a definite starter here, uh, although uh, several of these players, especially Kanani, Khalidzadeh, Nuraf Khan and uh, Puralaganji uh, have all been kind of sharing starts. And in fact, uh, right defender Haji Safi, who's all over the field, uh, also coming in as a central defender once. So in the World Cup, it was Puralaganji and uh, Hosseini. Um, uh, Majid Hosseini, who is now just a portable candidate uh, as the starters, and uh, a defensive midfielder, Chesme, came in when they used a three-man central defense against England. Uh, but uh, neither of them uh, are lo looking like likely candidates for this cup. Uh, so a bit of a, a bit of a mix here. Not really sure who's going to start. And uh, November will be interesting to see because uh, we could be seeing uh, who, who the manager has in mind with his selections there. Let's move on to uh, left-backs, and we begin with a definite candidate, Asan uh, Hadisafi. I believe he is the captain. Uh, he was in the World Cup in 2022 uh, anyway. Uh, we have a possible candidate, uh, Milad Mohammadi. And uh, we have a possible but unlikely candidate in uh, Abul Fazi Jalali. But I will put his name on the list since there is a chance of him uh, coming back. So Esan Hadjisafi uh, is a very interesting player. He plays for uh, AEK Athens in Greece and has played for Olympiakos in Greece uh, as well, as well as a, a, a team in Germany. And he's been around for a long time, since 2008, and has 133 caps and seven goals, and is 33 years old. And uh, ever since the Asian Cup in 2011, he has been a starter uh, on their squads, including the 2022 World Cup, where he was their captain, as I mentioned. Over the past two years, he started 14 of their 21 games, and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for one. So only three matches that he wasn't selected for out of 21. Although he was a sub in three of the last six games, I'm not really sure if that uh, is significant, but he is getting older. And nevertheless, a definite candidate for this tournament. And we're going to see that he plays in various positions, uh, coded as uh, primarily as a left-back, but we saw him in central defense, and we're going to see him further upfield soon too. So because he does play out of position uh, quite a bit, that gives uh, Milad Mohammadi, our possible candidate, a bit more time on the field. Uh, Milad Mohammadi has been with the team since 2015 and has 52 caps and one goal. And he also plays for AEK Athens in Greece, together with Haji Safi. And uh, he has been with uh, teams in Belgium and Russia uh, as well. Uh, his first tournament was the 2018 World Cup, and uh, he was also on the he, uh, he was a sub in there, and um, a sub in the 2019 Asian Cup uh, until Game Three when he gained a starting position, and he was a starter in World Cup 2022. And I'll just preview the, the little summary here by saying that uh, he played as a left back 
whereas uh, Haji Safi played as a left midfielder. So we saw them both on the field. Over the past two years, uh, Milad Mohamedi has started eight of their 21 games, uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for five, and not selected for seven others. So uh, almost a, a likely candidate uh, now that I'm going through it uh, here, but we'll leave him at the possible level. Uh, and finally, we have Abu Fazl Jalali, and um, he returned from a 15-month um, absence in June of 2022 and started, well, I'll just go, uh, because he's possible but unlikely, I'll say that uh, he has not been selected for the past nine matches. So um, he came into the squad from an absence shortly before the World Cup and was surprisingly selected for the World Cup, which is why I'm putting his name on the list here, uh, because he did uh, appear in the 2022 World Cup and actually came in as a sub uh, in Game 3. Um, but he hasn't been called up since the World Cup. So I'd say uh, as, as a 25-year-old, he, uh, he's still kind of uh, a, a candidate, but uh, not being selected since the World Cup uh, doesn't uh, make his chances look good. So let's summarize the left-back position. Uh, so usually it's um, one or the other, Asan Hajisafi or uh, Milad Mohamedi. Uh, but when uh, Haji Safi is not playing the position, that's when Mohamedi uh, gets his time on the field. Uh, Haji Safi uh, often playing in a different position. Uh, we have actually seen different uh, players come in at the left back, so it's a bit confusing. Uh, but anyway, in the World Cup, it was Mohamedi at the left back position and Haji Safi further upfield as a left midfielder or even as a left. Uh, winger. Okay, that is the left-back position, and let's move on to the right-backs, and we begin with candidate uh, Ramin Rezayan. I always have trouble with his names. I think it should be illegal to have five vowels in a row in your name. Anyway, uh, Razin Rezayan. Rezayan. Uh, we have a likely candidate in Sadeg uh, Morahami, and then a possible candidate in Salah uh, Hordani, and then one player who seems to be off the squad who we will leave off the list here. So let's go back to Ra Ra uh, Ramin Rezayan. And uh, he's been with the team since 2015 and has 55 caps and four goals. Uh, he has uh, uh, played in Qatar and in Belgium, but mostly in Iran. He's with Sepahan right now. And he was first selected for the 2015 Asian Cup, but he didn't see any action just on the bench there. But in the 2018 uh, World Cup, he was a starter um, as he was in the 2019 Asian Cup. Uh, in the 2022 World Cup, he was on the bench for game one, but when the manager made big changes after game one, he gained a starting position uh, as the right back. And in fact, he uh, was absent uh, for three years from the team. He returned just before the World Cup in November 2022. So what I suspect happened there is that maybe he was a favorite of uh, Carlos Queiroz in, in Queiroz's first uh, stint with the national team, and he liked him and brought him back in uh, for the World Cup. 
Um, and since he, he has been a regular starter, uh, even under the new manager, so started nine of their uh, 12 games uh, there and subbed in for two of them and missed just one game due to injury. So he looks like a definite candidate now. And actually he, uh, he moved over to the left side and played as a left back uh, one time and also played as a left midfielder at least one time. Uh, but he doesn't move around as much as Haji Safi does. Okay, the likely candidate, Sadegh Morahami, uh, um, has been with the team since 2018 and has 27 caps and one goal. And he plays for Dinamo Zagreb, Zagreb in uh, Croatia. And um, over the past two years, he started 11 of their 21 games and subbed in for one and on the bench for five. Uh, he was injured for the last two, but that doesn't seem to be a serious injury and uh, not selected for two matches. So Sadegh Morahami uh, getting some starts in the right-back position there. And uh, the possible candidate Saleh Hardani uh, has been with the team since 2021 and has three caps. And he was off the team actually for 12 months. He didn't make the World Cup squad and uh, off the team for 12 months, but came back in September uh, of this year and didn't start any, but was subbed in for one and on the bench for two of the last three matches. So that's why we have brought him back as a possible candidate, uh, definitely kind of on the outside looking in, but his recent participation, uh, putting him in the picture once again. Uh, okay, so uh, the situation in kind of a narrative on the right-back position is uh, actually Morahami consistently held the position prior to the World Cup, and he started there in the first game of the World Cup. Uh, but as we saw, Rezaen was brought back in by Carlos Queiroz, and uh, after that poor loss to England, Rezaen gained the starting position for games two and three. And since then, it's been Rezaen about 75% of the time and Morahami about 25% of the time. As on the left-back uh, position, uh, we sometimes see uh, a player out of position uh, coming into the spot. Uh, so I think uh, Soja Khalid Khalil Zadeh, the central defender, Soja Khalil Zadeh has played in the position, uh, I think more than once, I think a couple of times. All right, that brings us to the end of the uh, defense. And we move on to midfielders. And we begin with defensive midfielders. And um, a lot of times there's not a difference between the defensive and central midfield. And sometimes in the 4-1, 4-1, formation uh, there is, but uh, it doesn't make a big difference. Nevertheless, there are a lot of candidates. They usually bring about five or six to this position too. So we will go according to their coded position. So Saeed uh, uh, Ezatolahi is a definite candidate. Um, these are the ones coded as defensive midfielders. Uh, Ruzbe Chezmi, we sometimes see him as a central defender, but most of the time he is a uh, defensive midfielder. So Ruzbe Chezmi, a definite candidate. And then we jump down to possible candidates, Ali Karimi, uh, Milad Sarlak, and Ali Reza Alize Alizeda. 
Alizade, I should say. Uh, okay, let's take a look at these candidates. And uh, Saeed uh, Azatola has been with uh, the team since 2015 and has 57 caps and one goal. And he plays for a smaller club in Denmark, uh, uh, Vegli in Denmark. And he's also played for Rostov in Russia and uh, Reading in England. So, um, uh, and teams, uh, yeah, several teams in Russia. Um, and was with Atleta, uh, Atletico Madrid Youth Club in Spain. So uh, he's been all over the place. And uh, he got his uh, first tournament in the World Cup in 2018. He was actually under a suspension for game one, but started uh, gained a starting position for the uh, following games. Uh, not selected due to injury for the 2019 Asian Cup. And just as in the World Cup in 2018, uh, he did not start game one. He was subbed in at halftime and then gained a starting position for the uh, games two and three. So uh, over the past two years, uh, as Azatolahi has started 15 of their 21 games, subbed in for two and on the bench for two. Uh, subbed in for one and on the bench for two. So uh, just three matches that he wasn't selected for. So we consider Saeed Azatolahi uh, a definite candidate and uh, a, a staple starter in the midfield. Next, we have Ruzbe Tejmi. So he's been with the team since 2017, uh, but only 29 caps and two goals. Uh, he has been on uh, the tournament squads. He was a starter uh, in the World Cup 2018, but actually uh, suffered a muscle injury in training, so was out for uh, after game one. Um, Asian Cup and then in the World Cup in 2022, he was uh, a starter, but subbed out of halftime uh, in game one and lost his starting position, uh, probably to uh, uh, Ezatolahi there. Uh, in terms of the last two years, he actually returned after an almost two and a half year absence in November 2022. So another of those players brought back in uh, just before the cup by manager Queiroz. And um, over the past two years, he started, uh, or, or since that time, he started seven of their remaining 14 games and was subbed in for four and on the bench for three. So because he's been consistently called up, uh, uh, since just before the World Cup, we have him as a definite candidate. However, he's not the starter. Uh, uh, he's he's not necessarily a starter. Okay, uh, two possible or well, three possible candidates. The first is Ali Karimi, uh, and he uh, has been with the team since 2016 and has 18 caps. Actually, he's not to be confused with the uh, the great player of the same name, Ali Karimi who was born in 1978. So he's uh, he's another Ali Karimi. Uh, he plays for Kayserispor in Turkey and uh, has been around actually, uh, as I say, since 2016, uh, but ha I didn't make a squad until the 2022 World Cup um, where he was a starter uh, uh, in that, but also lost his starting position. Um, after that uh, poor game one against England. Uh, so yes, he returned um, 
in November of 2002, and since that time has only started two games. One of them was that World Cup game. He was on uh, the bench for one and uh, subbed in for three, but uh, not selected for seven other matches, uh, two of those due to injury and two of them the last two matches. So Ali Karimi, just a, a possible candidate, uh, once again returning uh, just before the World Cup, but he has been more out than in since that time. Uh, Milad Sarlak uh, got his first cap in 2021 and has 13 caps since that time. Uh, a bit of a surprise that he wasn't selected for the World Cup in 2022, but uh, uh, because he had played quite a bit before that time. Um, uh, however, over the past two years, he has started just two of their 21 games, uh, subbed in for five and on the bench for four, uh, and not selected for 10 other matches, including the last two uh, where he was injured, a hamstring injury. Uh, so that could possibly uh, be an injury lasting into the cup. We'll have to update that uh, when we uh, do the second part of this podcast. Uh, Milan Sorlak seems to, uh, he's coded as a defensive midfielder, but he seems to kind of play all over the field when he gets a start. Uh, if he is selected, though, it would be definitely as a substitute, but we'll have to un update his injury status. Uh, Ali Reza Ali, uh, Ali Zadeh is the last possible candidate, and he's brand new to the team since 2023 with just one cap, and uh, that cap was in June of 2023, uh, where he was subbed in for a game. Otherwise, he's been on the bench for three matches, but not selected for the last two matches. So uh, all three of these players, I think, uh, missed the last three, the last two matches. Uh, okay, so let's do, uh, no, before we do a summary on the position, we will look at the central midfielders. And we have a likely candidate in Ahmad Nurul, uh, sorry, Nurulahi. Uh, Ahmad Nurulahi has been with Iran since 2018 with 30 caps and three goals. He plays in the UAE and has been part of the uh, uh, tournament squad since the 2019 Asian Cup, where he was a substitute, and the 2022 World Cup, where he started all three games. So over the past two years, uh, Noor Lahi has started nine of their 21 games, subbed in for one and on the bench for four, uh, and basically not selected for six or seven matches, one of them due to uh, illness. So uh, on the whole, Nurlahi is increasingly a bench player. Uh, there were four games recently uh, in June, uh, I think, that he was not selected for, but he did come back for the last four games, uh, but was on the bench for two of them. And uh, we've also seen him uh, play as a central defender. So Nurlahi, uh, a likely candidate. Uh, next, oh, I forgot to introduce the candidate, so I'll just do that now. We have a Mohammed Javed uh, Hossein Nejad as a possible candidate, and we have three players uh, who are possible but unlikely. Um, I won't put them on the list because I don't think they'll make it. We have Reza Asadi, who came in for uh, five of the last... Uh, nine games, uh, but then wasn't selected for the last four of those. 
So I think I will put his name on the list because that's fairly recent. Uh, Mohammed Karimi, uh, exact same situation actually. I was selected for five of the last nine, but not the last four of those. And then uh, Saeed Mary, who was tried out in the CAFA Cup there in June, uh, but doesn't seem to have uh, uh, secured any kind of a place on the squad, not called up since the CAFA Cup. So we won't put him on the list. Okay, well, we uh, we did cover Ahmed Nur Alahi, so we'll just uh, go over Mohammed Javed Hossein Nejad. Uh, he has been with the team, uh, well, he got his first appearance on the bench in October, so just a short while ago, and he didn't start either of their two games in October, but he was subbed in for one and on the bench for one other. So uh, a brand-new 20-year-old. Uh, uh, so they are starting to bring in a little youth, judging by that and uh, Mohammed Javed Hossein Nejad, a possible candidate. So uh, now we'll summarize the position. We have a few defensive and a few uh, central midfielders, and this is the uh, kind of the narrative. So usually it's two players, but sometimes three. We think they'll bring uh, around five to the cup. And those two players are uh, Eza Talahi and uh, Nur Alahi, uh, seeming kind of the standard pairing, but Nur Lahi is uh, quite often replaced by various players, and uh, that could be any one of a number of players. Um, it, uh, we've seen Haji Safi and even the right back uh, move into the midfield position there, and uh, sometimes the attacking midfielder Simon Godos comes back and plays as a central midfielder. So, uh, as a as a Lahi, uh, more regular than Noor Lahi. Uh, right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the left midfield and right midfield position, even though we have no candidates uh, in either one. But unlike a lot of teams who, who don't use formations with this position, uh, Iran sometimes does. Uh, if you uh, envision the 4-3-3 formation, uh, which they use, you know, regularly enough, uh, and they've also used a 4-3-1-2 formation in the CAFA Cup, you'll see that uh, there's a left and a right midfielder there. But as I said, for uh, uh, the central midfield, it, it's sometimes, it's it's players coded in other positions that play it. So uh, we saw Haji Safi uh, fairly regularly uh, when they use that formation. Uh, even poor Alaganji uh, played as a uh, left midfielder once. And um, uh, Re Re uh, Reze and the right back uh, coming in there uh, once as well. So left and right midfielders. Uh, rather than uh, that, we're going to kind of talk about the uh, midfield players in the upper quadrant. So the upper left quadrant. And that will be uh, uh, left wingers, left attacking midfielders, and even left forwards. So think of the upper left quadrant of the field as the area that we're doing now. Uh, but we'll go through the players as they are coded. So Mehdi Tarimi plays all over the place uh, up top, but he actually is coded as a left winger. So uh, we have him as a definite candidate for a left winger. We have Mehdi Torabi as a definite candidate also. 
uh, and we have Mohammed Mohebi as a likely candidate, and then we have uh, uh, just one player possible but unlikely, and I'll deal with him now because we're not going to put him on the list, and that is Mehdi uh, Gaedi, or Gaedi, and uh, he just popped his head in in June. Uh, he, he was actually on the squad for a bit in 2020, uh, but was off the squad and then kind of popped his head back in in June 2023, uh, appeared on the squad, but then wasn't selected for the last four. So, uh, Gaedi, Medi, uh, sorry, Medi Gaedi, uh, possible but unlikely, will put his name on the list if he appears on the squad, the final squad. Let's go back to the top and take a look at uh, Mehdi Tarimi. So uh, probably their biggest player. He plays for Porto uh, in Portugal uh, since 2020. And he's been with Iran since 2015 and has 73 caps and, a, and an impressive 40 goals. So scoring more than uh, once every two games there. And uh, he is 29 years old, so still has a few years left. Uh, in him. Uh, his first tournament was the World Cup in 2018, where he was a sub, but then gained a starting position. And in the 2019 Asian Cup and 2022 World Cup, he has been a starter. Over the past two years, he started 17 of their 21 games. Uh, he was subbed in for one and out with coronavirus uh, for one of those and uh, not selected for two others. So Mehdi Tarimi, a definite candidate. Uh, Med and, uh, and undoubtedly a starter, I might add. Uh, unlike uh, Mehdi Torabi, who is a definite candidate, but probably not a starter. Mehdi Torabi has been with the team since 2015, and he has 43 caps and seven goals. And uh, he also uh, uh, had his first tournament in the 2018 World Cup, but he didn't see any action in that tournament. In the 2019 Asian Cup, he started and finished game one, but then uh, lost his starting position, so was just a substitute after that, and was a substitute in the 2022 World Cup. So he's always called up. Uh, he's just not often a starter. He started only four of their 21 games over the past two years, but he was subbed in for six and on the bench for seven. So uh, only four matches that he wasn't selected for, and uh, two of those were due to injury. Uh, so Mehdi Tarabi, a definite candidate to uh, to uh, be on the squad, but probably not a starter. Uh, Mohamed Mohebi is the likely candidate, and he has been with Iran since 2019 with 12 caps and four goals. And he plays for Rostov in Russia uh, since 2023, so since recently, and Santa Clara in Portugal uh, from 2021 to 2023. Uh, and we said he's been with the team since 2019, but actually he was uh, absent for more than three years, but returned in March 2023 to start seven of the remaining nine games. So he's really uh, coming in and, and uh, asserting his spot. He was subbed in for the two other matches. So uh, almost seems a definite candidate, but because we don't really know why he was uh, off the team for three years before that, we put him as a uh, likely candidate. But uh, certainly making a strong bid uh, is Mohamed Mohebi. So let's do a summary of the uh, left wing uh, 
uh, section and we say uh, once again this position we're uh, thinking of the upper left quadrant of the field and it's uh, pretty fluid up front for uh, Iran. We do often see other players in this position so uh, the ubiquitous Haji Safi sometimes shows up here too, twice in the World Cup uh, actually and uh, we also in, in early in 2022 I think uh, um, Jahan, uh, sorry, uh, Jahan Baksh uh, was over in this position on the left side as well. So uh, it could be it could be any one of these players, or even a player playing out of position. Um, and uh, I should add too, these players uh, coded as left wingers: uh, Medi Taremi, uh, Medi Torabi, and uh, Medi and Mohammed Mohebi often play in other positions themselves. So a lot of movement around the, the front there. Nevertheless, we, we'll stick with talking about the players uh, in their designated position and move over to the right side. Once again, we're talking about the right upper quadrant of the field, but we're beginning with players coded as right-wingers, and we have a definite candidate in uh, Ali Reza Jahanbaksh, and a also definite candidate in Ali Golizadeh uh, there, and then one uh, possible candidate in Merad Mohammadi. Uh, Merdad Mohammadi, I'm sorry. Uh, so let's take a look at these players. Ali Reza Jahanbaksh uh, has been with the team since 2013 and has 74 caps and 15 goals. And uh, he'll be familiar to uh, followers of the EPL. Uh, the English Premier League because he was with Brighton uh, for three years from 2018 to 2022. Uh, he's since returned to the Netherlands where he was before that and is playing for Feyenoord in the Netherlands right now. Uh, he's been part of the tournament squad since the 2014 uh, World Cup and uh, sometimes as a starter and sometimes as a uh, substitute. I won't go into more detail than that but uh, fairly active uh, maybe I'll just say that in the 2022 World Cup, he started game one, uh, but then he was subbed out at halftime and lost his starting position, um, just uh, coming in as a sub in game two. Uh, since then, or not since then, including that time over the past two years, he started 14 of their 21 games, and he was subbed in for two, and... Uh, um, out for various reasons for five others but actually only two of those was due to non-selection uh so ali reza jahan baksh a, a definite candidate as is our second uh, candidate here ali golizadeh uh, ali golizadeh has uh, made a, a move recently actually to uh like poznan in poland uh, he was with uh, in Belgium for five years before that, uh, but now he's moved to Poland and is loaned out to a, a Turkish team, Kasim Pasa. Uh, so kind of doing some traveling is Ali, uh, Ali Golizadeh. Uh, he's been with the team since 2018 and has 30 caps and six goals. Uh, but his first tournament was the uh, World Cup in 2022. It was a bit of a surprise that he wasn't selected for the... Uh, Asian Cup in 2019. He made the preliminary squad but didn't make the final cut. But uh, in 2022 World Cup, he was subbed into game one at halftime and then gained a starting position. So probably taking over uh, Jahan Baksh 
position there. Uh, over the past two years, he has started uh, um, nine of their 21 games. And he was subbed in for two and on the bench for one. Uh, but he's been, he was injured for the last eight matches uh, since March 2023. And uh, there's uh, uh, no known return date uh, given there. So I'm going to wait till the uh, part two of the podcast to update that. But it is uh, a bit of a concern uh, because it looks like a long-term injury. But um, uh, uh, he's had it for a long time, so maybe getting close to the to recovery. Uh, Alil uh, Golilzade. So uh, a definite candidate, but with an uh, injury asterisk, I suppose. Uh, finally, we have Murdad Mohammadi. And he has been with the team since 2019 with four caps and two goals. So uh, not so many there. And the reason for that is that he was absent for four years uh, after his appearance in 2019. Uh, he returned in October 2023, so just recently, and didn't start either of the October games, but was subbed in for both of those. So making a late return, uh, is Murdad Mohammadi, and because of that recent uh, return, we have to consider him a possible candidate. So let's uh, summarize the right side in a in a narrative. So compared to the left side, um, which has had a variety of players uh, on this side, it's more consistently Jahan Baksh uh, or Jahan Bakesh. I've heard him called. Uh, especially in recent times. So we saw that he lost the starting position in the World Cup, but uh, nevertheless, he has been starting in that position uh, uh, most of the time since. Um, but we did see Golil Zade uh, get the starting position from him in the World Cup, and he does uh, come into the position uh, himself. However, Golil Zade may be injured, in which case Murdad Mohammadi would probably uh, improve his chances to get in. But we'll update that uh, when we get closer to the tournaments and meanwhile move on to the forward lines. We include attacking midfielders uh, in this line and uh, we'll talk a little bit about that when we summarize the position. But let's look at the candidates first and we have a likely candidate Saman Godos. Godos. And we have... Um, a possible but unlikely candidate in uh, uh, Ami Hosen, Hosin Zeda. I'm just going to uh, talk about him a bit to see if we should put him on the list. Uh, he got his first cap in March 2022 um, and was subbed in for uh, the first three. He didn't start any games. He was on the bench for four and uh, not selected for 11 uh, mat 11 other matches including the last four so it looks like he was around uh, uh, fairly recently so we will put his name on the list uh, he was a substitute then in March and June but not selected for the last four matches so uh, possible but unlikely uh, okay and uh, here we actually have the uh, the closest thing we have to a retired player that maybe I should have mentioned at the beginning, and that is Masood Soje. Uh, so I'm going to actually put him on the uh, retired list here because he was an important player for them from 2004 to 2019 with 87 caps and eight goals. And uh, 
However, his last tournament was the uh, 2019 Asian Cup where he was the captain. But even though he was the captain, he only appeared uh, briefly in game four. Um, however, his last game, uh, uh, oh, uh, he retired in club play. Uh, sorry, he retired from club play in July 2023. Uh, that's why he came to my attention here. But as far as the national team goes, he last appeared in November 2019. So basically the Asian Cup was his last uh, his last bash with the team. So uh, Master Choje, uh, uh, anyway, gone for such a long time that they've certainly... Uh, handled his absence. Okay, let us do a summary of the position then. Uh, and in fact, they don't often use a formation that calls for a uh, central attacking midfielder or a secondary striker. We do have one secondary striker uh, coming up. So uh, when they do use an attacking midfielder, it actually really wasn't Sam and Godos. It was uh, Mehdi Taremi. Uh, in two of the recent games where they used it. Their game against USA was one of the games where they had a central attacking midfielder. And then more recently, it was uh, Mohebi, uh, um, it was uh, Mohebi uh, playing in that position, Mohamed Mohebi. So uh, not Saman Godos. So the players here, uh, Saman Godos and the secondary striker, uh, Amiri, that we'll look at soon, uh, tend to play in different positions. So we saw Sam Angodos in a central midfield position and uh, uh, sometimes starting on the left side, uh, maybe as a left attacking midfielder. And uh, Amiri, the uh, secondary striker, Vahid Amiri, uh, starting as a forward sometimes. So uh, uh, kind of in and around there. And let's take a look at that secondary striker. Uh, uh, Vahid Amiri, he's our only candidate in this position and uh, we consider him a likely candidate. Uh, secondary striker Vahid Amiri. So, um, he's been with the team since 2015 uh, and has 70, 72 caps but only two goals actually. And he's, uh, he's uh, 35 years old now. Um, He's been part of the squad since the 2015 Asian Cup, and I won't go into uh, uh, much detail because he is a possible injury risk. Uh, um, he started five of their 21 games over the past uh, two years. He was subbed in for four and on the bench for seven. Uh, but he was out with two separate injuries for four matches, including the last two and uh, he's not selected for one other. So I'm, I'm kind of in my head thinking uh, that this is a longer term injury uh, and that he uh, his likelihood is affected by that. But actually, I don't actually see in my notes that I've said that. So we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, Vahid Amiri, uh, more of a substitute than a starter. We consider him likely to make the cup if he's fit. Um, uh, but uh, a bit of a question mark about that. All right, let's move on to forwards. And uh, we have the candidate Sardar Asmoon as a definite candidate and uh, Kareem Ansafarad uh, as a possible candidate. And uh, 
Shariar uh, Moganlu, uh, kind of a, a new player there, uh, coming into the squad as a possible candidate. And uh, uh, we do have a possible but unlikely candidate in Shahab Zahedi, uh, but um, he's been off the team for a while. He's been off the team for the last five matches, but I think I'll just uh, put him on the list because that's recent enough for him to be uh, an outside consideration. Okay, let's go back to Sardar Asmoon. He has 73 caps for the national team since 2014 with an impressive 47 goals. So uh, uh, quite uh, quite a, a scoring record there. And he's 28 years old, so still has a few maybe a couple of tournaments left at him. He's on the roster of Bayern Munich, uh, sorry, of Bayer Leverkusen in Germany, but actually was recently loaned to Roma in Italy in 2023. So he has an impressive resume of clubs, uh, especially in Russia with Zenit St. Petersburg and uh, Ruben Kazan. Uh, and he's been part of, uh, part of uh, squads since, well, in the 2014 uh, World Cup, he was selected for the preliminary squad, uh, but didn't make the cut. But from 2015 Asian Cup onward, he has been um, uh, uh, selected for the final squad. Uh, in 2015 Asian Cup, he started as a sub, but gained a starting position and uh, has been a starter uh, ever since, except in the 2022 World Cup, where he came into the tournament struggling with a bit of injury. So Taremi played as the uh, centre forward in the first game. He subbed in at 77 into game one and then gained a starting position uh, after that. So over the past... Uh, uh, two years, he has started uh, 10 of their 21 games and he was subbed in for three and on the bench for two, uh, but he was out with two separate injuries for uh, two games and not selected for four. So, in fact, uh, Sardar Asmund is a player who struggles a bit with injury and so misses quite a few games for uh, Iran. When he is fit, he's uh, almost certainly a starter. But because he's out for quite a few games uh, and because they use two or three forwards, we often see other players coming into the uh, into the position, primarily Mehdi Taremi. Uh, let's look at the next candidate. Uh, it's the possible candidate Kareem Ansifarad. And uh, he, is, he is like the eternal substitute. He, he doesn't uh, um, start a lot of games for Iran, but... Uh, he uh, comes on later. Uh, he's been with the team since 2009 and has uh, 97 caps and 28 goals. So uh, it's worth bringing him on as a sub, I would say. And uh, he plays for uh, Ammonia in Greece. Uh, he moved from AEFK Athens and also played for Nottingham Forest uh, in England uh, too. Uh, so Kareem Antifarad, has been on squad since the 2011 uh, Asian Cup. Uh, he was a sub um, uh, in almost all of them. Only in the World Cup 2018 was he a starter. Uh, he started all three games there. Uh, but otherwise, he's, he's kind of, uh, uh, or I wouldn't say famous, I would say I know him for being uh, kind of a super sub. Who, who comes on and is quite threatening at the end of games. So that was his role in the uh, 2022 World Cup uh, also, although he didn't score. Uh, 
uh, any goals in that cup. So uh, in the past two years, he, he started just one of their 21 games, uh, and he was subbed in for six uh, and on the bench for... Uh, Sorry, I didn't make my notes correctly. I think for three or four, and uh, not selected for ten other matches. So that includes a, a spell where he was off the team from March to September 2023. So I wonder if he is kind of fading out. He is 33 years old, and uh, maybe kind of phasing out of the squad. But we consider him a possible candidate for this cup, nonetheless. And uh, the next candidate, or our last candidate, really, is the possible candidate, uh, Shariar Mokanlu. And he got his first cap in March 2023 and uh, uh, started two of their remaining games, subbed in for two. Uh, however, he was out with illness for the last two and not selected for three others. So... Uh, he joined recently, but we're not really sure uh, how much action he is getting. And um, we'll have to maybe see in November uh, if he's brought in. He does uh, actually, he played as a forward once, but he also played as a right attacking midfielder in his other start. So maybe <laughs> joining the fray of players who kind of shift around quite a bit up at the top there. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of the player-by-player uh, player kind of uh, going through the candidates. And uh, let's uh, finish with some closing thoughts and then a preview of part two. Well, nothing uh, beyond what I said at the beginning, which is this is a fairly stable and mature squad. Uh, uh, much more stable than they were going into the World Cup. Uh, I think they'll be a big threat. There's a lot of maturity on this team. So even if they are uh, kind of aging out, a lot of the players are between 29 and 33 years old. So really uh, in a kind of a prime, uh, a prime time. So this could be Iran's uh, year uh, because they're going to have to start uh, looking toward rebuilding uh, after this Cup. Uh, but uh, with the maturity they have and the stability they have, uh, I think they will be uh, a very good team at this cup. Let's take a look at what we're going to do in part two. So uh, when the uh, squad lists come out, the final squad uh, is announced, uh, we're going to go over this list that we built during this podcast and then uh, talk about whether those players made the squad or not. So the notable non-selections would be players at the likely or definite level that don't make the squad. And the surprise inclusions would be uh, players who were at the uh, possible but unlikely level or uh, seemingly off the squad level, most of whom we didn't name here. Uh, we do have some players on our list, but uh, we didn't include them here. So we'll add them back in or uh, give more information on them. Uh, there are also always a couple of new players uh, coming into the squad, so we will tell you who those are. And especially for Iran, we talked about uh, uh, several injuries. The only one we know that uh, uh, seems long-term is Pural Uh Looks like he's uh, definitely out for this tournament, but there are a couple of other players who uh, we need to see uh, what their situation is in, in uh, closer to the cup in late December and early January. Uh, so we will give updates on those, and I hope you join us for that.
We originally planned to tag on our past, present and future plans for the media cast, but we have instead decided to put a link to that 10-minute video in the show notes. It covers what we're working on and what we plan to do over the next nine months. I'd like to thank Navur Avachan and Pixabay for the wonderful music you hear in this media cast. The title is called Arabic Trap. <laughs>